The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medjinomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. It was June 24th, 1981 that Our Lady came. And many people know that. What many failed to see, though, was what she said. And the main message she said in the beginning. And that message was repeatedly, the faith is in crisis. She said that faith is about to extinguish itself. Oh, it doesn't exaggerate, so she said that she meant it. In spring of 1982, she says, Have you observed that faith began to extinguish itself? Another time she told the visionaries, Persevere in the faith. Another time, be strong in faith. Another time, in the beginning days, again, persevere in the faith. Protect the faith. But those first few statements were, peace is in crisis. This message was very clear and very strong. And because it's in the earlier messages, no one traces that history. It intrigued me when I first saw that and recognized what was the first things I later began to talk about. 
Well, of course, the visionaries are curious. One thing, the second day or third day, Maria asks, is there life on other planets? You know, this is our human thinking. Our lady immediately just steered it to faith. We've got a crisis. She's not come to give us that answer. In fact, she told Maria something really interesting in that question. She says, that's not for you to know now, which is in itself another topic, but one that causes great curiosity. But the main message was faith is in crisis. Now, why was that? Why does she have to come June 81 and begin to tell us that? Well, if it's about to extinguish itself, then we were on the verge of turning into a Babylon. Her whole plan was to build our faith, to increase our faith, to put our faith in God. But what paralleled that call that she began in this embryonic stage that led to the Thursday messages, to the world messages, where faith has increased greatly, something else had to happen on the other side of faith. What was faith? We built the most integrated, complex system of commerce and means of exchange unlike anything the world's ever seen. And the more it produced, and it produced, the more faith we put into it, the less we needed God. There was a shifting of faith before the 70s where man was still in the residue in many ways depending on God and some of the things that we needed, although we've been walking away from him for decades, that this system was answering all the questions, not God. So this system is ran by who? Man. And so man's faith was in man and his way, the central banks, the money markets, the investments. People had nothing. In fact, I remember hearing about a guard Security card making minimum wages was worth a couple million dollars just playing the stock market in the beginning of the 90s. So people could make money. The system was producing. And people would want his neighbors, the security guard would hear that, or his family, what do you think they'd do? i got to do the same thing. There was a flood, a rush to that. And in the midst of that, Ali comes June 25th, 1989, she says, Satan has special plans to enslave you to materialism. And so what's taking place right now? What's in crisis now? Is faith in crisis? Now, faith is greatly on the increase. Many people are becoming Christians. Religion is growing. Yes, we do have a lot of gains on the evil and the darkness sides, but things are coming back. Man's putting his faith back in there. So where was his faith? His faith was in man. And what's happened to his faith in man? It's waning. There's not any place you can't go, anybody you can't talk to, that wouldn't say today the economy's in crisis. But in 1981, people were so far from the faith, they wouldn't even say that. But our lady came from heaven and says, this is your checkup. This is the world's problem. You have a crisis of faith. Now, she intercepted something at that point because it was going to get worse and worse and worse. She came at the last moment she could come to let us know what we could hear so that we could hear that. So it's very interesting that our lady came to transfer the faith that we put into a system back to God. And so what's going to happen when man loses faith in the system? Why are people thinking the way they're thinking right now? Why are they mistrusting the economy? their retirements, 
everything they put their trust and confidence in, their faith is waning. Isn't it beautiful? You should be happy. You say, well, I lost half my $300,000 retirement. You should be happy. God's coming back. He's got the solution. In Mexico City, Maria said something I'd never heard before in one of her stories, which was incredible. And she was at the bank, which is also a paradox because this is not necessarily about money, but it was. But she was standing in line, and an old man behind her was standing there, didn't know who Maria was, that she saw the Virgin Mary, anything like that. And the man started telling her about her financial problems. And Maria began to listen to him, and she by no means can give him the answers he was saying. And he wasn't necessarily looking for answers, but just talking about the economy, things that happened, what he's lost. He was very, very concerned. Maria pulls out of her pocket a miraculous medal and gives it to the man. The man looks at it and he cries. Maria went on to say, we don't have to solve people's problems. We just have to give them God. Wow. We think we have to be problem solutioners. All we got to do is give people God. Sometimes that comes through your witness. Sometimes it comes through giving miraculous medal. An incredible statement, full of wisdom, that only somebody seeing the Virgin Mary could say that simple phrase, that maybe we're going about things the wrong way. Don't listen to people and say, well, this is what you ought to do, and this is what I would do. This is a situation like this. I wouldn't take that. Just give them God. Everybody's unique in their education, their mentalities, the way they approach things. But all those things are not applicable to answers that we can give them, but all those things are applicable to God that could give them, according to these things, what they need in the right way. And so what we are called to do by our lady is give people God. But going back to the two faiths, the faith that was in crisis in 81, the faith that has greatly increased. Our lady says we made progress. Our lady said in the year of the youth we made progress. Our lady said repeatedly through the years she's happy. On the mountain she's always happy at Yvonne's prayer group. The people are coming, they're praying. There's a lot lacking in Medjugorje as far as what we're doing. It's true. But it's increasing holiness. That increases faith. The parallel that was increased through these years has peaked and is turning around. The faith in the system is not there no more. That's why we did Medjugorje. That's why they said every single Thursday, Matthew 6, she called upon the whole village to build that. Because their faith in, has gone into their hotels and into money. But even in Medjugorje, they're tired. They're worn out. They're beginning to see, perhaps, uh, Ivanka's message was correct. Satan has a special plan to save you. So how do we untangle ourselves from this? Our Lady is showing us to live simple. To downsize. Put your dependence back on God. We got a doctor that called today, actually, and he wants to come out and do his Christmas party. He's not Catholic. We just know him because he works on some of the kids' teeth here. And he's been out to the mission before. He's not necessarily professed any kind of belief in our system or our, our mission and what we do. But what part of God he does take from here is our subsistence living. He's mesmerized by this. He's fascinated by it. So for his family, who's all in town now, coming in for Christmas, 
He wants them to come out here in the dairy and have a Christmas party. He wants to watch our cows being milked in the morning. He's going to take off from work to do this. What is the impulse that people have been motivated to do these, do these things and start thinking this way? He's got all the money in the world. To go down to the grocery store and buy his can of soup, and buy his steak, buy his meat, buy his milk. But he's interested in starting subsistence living. Why? When you got all the money you need, why are you interested in doing that? Except if there's no faith that that system's going to continue. And we're seeing this in everybody. Everybody feels it. Non-believers feel it. Liberals feel it. Conservatives feel it. All walks of life knows there is something up. And what's up is of God. That's going to be the end thing in the future, to have faith. And those that continue, and there's still those who persist, well, when the economy recovers, where are you coming from? Are you on one of those planets that maybe there's life on it? I don't know where you're from. Every indication we need, we have. We have the mother of God that never said, look at the signs of the times until, maybe the first time was the very late 90s, the 90s, but definitely in the 2000 decade. Look at the signs of the times, my children. Another time she says, my poor children, we're rich. Man's never been on this level, even our poor, to have what he's got. And yet I says, my poor children, P-O-O-R. Why did she say that? My poor children, look at the signs of the times. She wants us to see. Don't put your faith in this system. And use this time well and start building your, your system where you have your own autonomy. You don't have autonomy working for a paycheck. You have autonomy when you work for a way of life. When you go to work and you do a day's worth of wages and you get paid at the end of the week or the month or however you get paid, you get wages that has to be transferred and go back to somebody else that's giving you something for those wages. If you got your little homestead, you put up a fence, that's one day's labor. It's the way of life because that fence will be there 30 years from now. One day, 30-year fence. If it takes you a week, one week, 30 years of fencing. Work one week where you work now, what do you get? Money go fill up your car tank, fill up your stomach with food, pay a few bills, you got nothing. Satan's created a system where he takes what we get because what we get, we don't get it from God. Get it from God in his way, you'll have it 30 years from now. When I was 11 years old, Rogers and Hammerstein's The Sound of Music came to the Snowflake show house near my home. I was enthralled with the grandeur and magnificence of the snow-capped mountains of the Alps. I had grown up in the flatlands of Arizona in the tiny white mountains. I had never seen such beauty. I want to tell you about a few of my favorite things. There is nothing more thrilling to me than a walk in the forest after a rain. The pine needles sparkle with silver drops of water as the sun filters through the trees in rays of golden light. The forest smells brand new and clean. Birds and squirrels venture out from their hiding places and dart from branch to branch. The wildflowers sway under the weight of the dripping rain. When I was a child, I spent many hours in the forest. I had a favorite tree that had a hanging branch that seemed made just for me. I would sit on the branch every afternoon and think up magical stories of heroes and heroines who would change the world. I would sing songs that to my childish ears were magnificent. 
Every song is beautiful until you have the education to compare. My life was blissfully happy. Happy then because I did not have anything to compare it to. I thought every child had a favorite tree and place to go and sing. I thought all children had parents who loved them. It was not until years later that I realized that my life was special. I was given the gift of time and freedom without fear. I was not tied up with television, video games, and tidbits from the daily news. I was not fearful of my tomorrows. I was able to grow up with my fantasies and was not bombarded with a deluge of perversion and sordid information from media that would have shaped my life with darkness rather than happiness. I am grateful for my walks in the forest, and those walks are still among my favorite things. Sunsets. Sunsets that spread their glory across the sky in orange, pink, and gold, making the clouds into kingdoms of majesty. The magic of the day ending is always a sweet reminder that God is still the master artist. His love is alive in every ray of light. I have seen more than a half a century of sunsets, and I never cease to be awestruck at the beauty of God's handiwork. Who could ever question that God is alive and well? I love the flicker of campfire light in the faces of my family. When it got dark and a hush fell upon the forest, we would snuggle down in our blankets and watch the stars. Way up there in the velvet blackness, you could see the glory of God twinkling in a myriad of stars, galaxies, and star systems that only God could number. I felt so small and insignificant out there in the blackness, but I knew God knew who I was and that he was mindful of me. He knows my name and your name. If he can number the stars, he can remember the name of each child on earth because he loves them as an earthly father loves his children. I am not sure when I learned to talk to God, but I know my parents taught me to pray. Now one of my favorite things is to kneel and pour out my soul to God. He is my best friend. There has never been a time that he has not responded with love. He has not always given me what I wanted, but he always gave me what I needed. I have noticed that sometimes the things we want are in direct opposition to our happiness. God in his infinite wisdom gave me what I needed, not what I wanted, because I always added this phrase to my prayers. Thy will be done, not mine. There have been times of darkness in my life when I did not know how I would ever solve my problem, but God did. I thank my God for allowing me time to enjoy my favorite things and to bask in the sweetness of his eternal love. And so what is it that Our Lady tells us repeatedly? Go out in creation. Why is she doing this? What motivates this girl that when she goes kneels down in nature that she feels closer to God? Give me the magazine. You know, is this out of a, a prayer book? Is this out of a, a, some other kind of book or something about witness in Christianity or talking to God? This is out of a magazine called The Progressive Dairyman. It's about cows. Why are people writing these kinds of things in these magazines? What do they feel? Does that speak to you? Look at the signs of the times. You've got commercial magazines... They're printing things they'd never print before because faith is increasing in God, not man. 
Because that's happening, you can open up and see story. I read this the other night. I was looking about something about our dairy. Just I like to keep up with everything here, and popping happened upon that story. And it was what really struck me out of the whole thing was the one thing where she said that we never knew anything else, and we were content. And once we saw other things, basically, she's saying, then we were discontent. She had to go back to nature. And so man's discontented now because he's seen things and been exposed to things he thought was good. And he's raining us back to the real faith, to the places we can put real faith in God. Creation, the bright stars at night, the animals, the walk with life. Autonomy with God, not autonomy with man. Autonomy with God equals freedom, liberty, a certain independence. Not, not just self-reliance, but an independence dependent upon God. The other way with man is you're yoked, you're enslaved. You don't have liberty, you actually lose it. That's why people in debt now can't stop. People that owe their soul to a company store, has to keep working. They're not able to change things and go do the fence. So our lady's trying to show us, go to another way of life. She's leading us to a new way of life. This life is passing, she says. Everything's falling apart. Why? Because the only thing that can keep it going is man's faith in it, the faith in the dollar. When it's gone... And everybody recognizes it's just paper. What's going to happen to the dollar? It crashes. The euro, they're doing everything they can to prop it up because people's faith is being lost in it. Just 10 years ago, it was like God. This was everything. It was annihilating the American dollar. And it, we'd go to Medjugorje and over there, they, all, the euro, was, it was king because they were making that God. And now they've lost faith in it. So the best thing for your future is look where faith is going and go toward that. Look what faith is abandoning and run from that. Frank? Yeah, um... I have a couple of things I wanted to, to ask you a question about the, the message on the second, but it, um, as, as long as we're talking about the year, I guess we can deal with the economy side first. And just a couple of things so, um, you know, we understand where we are. You know, um, we've been talking about these things, you know, now in economics for three years, and the things that we talk, we've been talking about are beginning to happen. There's an exodus out of the dollar, an exodus out of the whole systemic paper system, that the, the dollar, um, actually people are going to the dollar right now. But there's an exodus out of this whole systemic system, which the euro is tied to the dollar, and they have to save the euro, or, you know, everything's going to collapse if one aspect of it collapses. It's a house of cards. And so I was uh, getting my, my tires changed and some things that I needed to do for the van we're going to um, be leaving today to come down to retreat. And uh, very exciting, uh, you know, time. But uh, the manager there said that he had taken out his 401k, and he bought a home up north. He said he'd looked for... He'd go up there every once in a while, and he'd have his realtor give him, you know, several homes. But he followed for about a quarter of what it was at the peak. And he's not moving up there. He, he may retire there, but, you know, it'll be someplace where they can go on the weekends. But my point is, is that, you know, there are people seeing this now. And you have a Ponzi scheme. It's a large Ponzi scheme. So it's, it's taken a little while longer. You've gotten a lot of warning now. But the, the exodus out of paper is beginning. The exodus out of the Ponzi scheme. And so when you know you're in a Ponzi scheme... And, you know, people are getting aware of this. Your time is limited, and we don't know how much time that is because it's, it is a global um, systemic economy. Um, but what you have on the other side is, is where, and this is very much like 2008 with the physical silver, except where there was a massive retail demand there, it's the opposite now. There's a massive wholesale demand now. And so you get down to the prices where we are today, and and wholesalers, billionaires that, that only buy low, only buy at a bargain, are buying the metals, you know, at these prices in here, uh, both gold and silver. 
and, and the tonnage. And so you have, with silver, a reverse Ponzi scheme. It's a, it's a total opposite. You are selling silver with paper promises or debt paper or IOUs for silver that doesn't exist. And eventually you're going to have nothing but buyers, all the short sellers and all the you know physical buyers. The retail market will awaken. And, you know, unlike a Ponzi scheme where you want to get out just as fast as you can, and that's all paper right now, you're going to want to stay in this Ponzi scheme until it's, it's revealed that it is a Ponzi scheme. And it's totally supernatural, the numbers, or as I heard you say one time in the show, we just have stupid in the water. You know, for people not to, to see this and, and get out of this. Because we're drinking that. Yeah. For, we're drinking for everything that comes... That, we're drinking all the lies and everything. Yeah, and and uh, so you know this is this has begun, and this um, this opportunity that there was something I noticed in the message, the gift of God's love, and two times it mentioned a gift, and the opportunity right now that we have as the mystical body of Christ on earth, benevolent people, to get into the miraculous model, magic glory round is a tremendous gift in every way. And uh, I hope and pray many people can take advantage of what we have right now because it is, whether this gift has been here for a long time by the grace of God, and it has been, you know, for a lot of the summer and the early fall, um, it, it still will turn out to be a tremendous gift. That You know, there's just a reality of where we are. But my question for you was is that Last week we had talked about um, the importance of spreading the message. I had even, you know, mentioned that, you know, how important it is for us to be field angels and when we realized, you know, how important it was. And Our Lady's talking about planting seeds that will grow into these um, trees in the future. And this, uh, you know, certainly made me think about how important it is to distribute the message. This is what's most important to us because this is, uh, you know, what's going to change our future. And um, and then when I, you know, she says, you know, about sins of omission, I think of how we have omitted, we, you know, distributing the material. And now, um, just mention one, one more thing. People that are passing these books out, you don't know how many people you're introducing to Medjugorje, how many people you're introducing to Caritas. I talk to people all the time. This is the first... Medjugorje book, or the first time they've read one of the Caritas writings that are um, very unique and very important in our time. And so these are seeds for the future. But has Our Lady ever said anything about our specific role and the importance for us to to distribute her messages that, you know, are coming from heaven? Well, she gave a message, said, be a missionary of my messages. Uh, you need the tools to be a missionary. That's what we produce these things really cheap so that you can have the ability to, to get 150 books for $15. It's true, 15 cents a piece for any of the booklets. When you buy that kind of volume, we've structured ourselves where you're just trading places for your exchange for paper. We did that to make people missionaries. That's why that message is based that way. We were doing it before that message came about. But Lady said, also, I want you to speak about my messages. 
Our Lady said also that I want you to read every day my messages and transform them into life. Because these messages, the life they lead you to, is the economy, is your spiritual walk, is your material side, is your physical walk. Everything are in these messages of what to do. So when she says transform them, transform them into life, the more you do so, the more you see the system's not going to last. It can't last. It's not going to continue. So how do you transfer, like she did, the faith into God and lose the faith in the economy and you transfer what you have now that's been built on the system into a system where Our Lady says use all worldly things to draw people closer to God. So she's not saying you have to be St. Francis. Use everything for the kingdom and glory of God. Seek first God's kingdom. Everything else will be given to you. So it's not the things you have. It's what you're doing with these things, your attachment to it. It's not the money. It's the love of money. All these things is the opposite, the ante and then the other side, the antichrist and God. So our lady wants us to get rid of the antichrist in our life. It's everywhere. The whole system is built of this. I'm not denouncing the free market. It's good. That gives autonomy. What we've done with it, we've made it God. Not yet the free market. We've made our means of way we do it without the commandments. And so we have people waking up. There's, there's an article I got in front of me. Of, of It says, home sweet home. Downsizes, downsizing into tiny houses become a new trend. What do you know? It says, one little picture here says, Dale and Carrie Campbell and their 480 square foot house. That's a large room. Another guy has lived for several years. Not an older man. I mean, he's in his 20s. In an 89 square foot house. I mean, it looks like a dollhouse. But he's happy. Now, I'm not advocating necessarily that. Unless you have to do that to get out of debt, I would be. I know there's people, you can live in a tent for a year and save all the income you have to do it. You can get out of what you're in if you really make the effort. There's 140 square foot houses. There's websites. One's called resourceforlife.com. There's a newsletter about downsizing. And you can go online and find other things like that. The point is, is why are people paying $25,000 for a wedding? They may get another $10,000 worth of things they don't need and, and, and cash gifts. They could take that $35,000 and buy a couple acres and build a shack. And then the income as it comes in, add a room to that. Much nicer than the shack. You know, to upgrade, people need to downgrade. Because and the upgrade we've made is in debt, beyond what we need. We can't sustain ourselves in subdivisions the way it's structured. And you don't need a lot of land. There's places in subdivisions you could sustain yourselves, right, in that, right downtown even. But everything's structured wrong. And do you want to be downtown? That's the, that's the thing. Or downtown maybe the cities. If a lady's bringing an in a new way of life, a new springtime, why does she say springtime? What does that connotate? Something agrarian. Everything in her messages parallels Genesis. By the sweat of your brow shall you eat. And that's why when you work at the dirt, that's why when you do a little flower garden, if you're not doing subsistence living, there's something comes from that. You get gratif- You feel a gratification. It's because there's grace attached to it because you're doing the will of God. You say, well, 
like this Dr. Moore, he may not want to do the work. He's got the money to have other people with him. He can have an agrarian system with what he wants to do. So it's not that you've got to be the one doing all of it. You can still be a doctor. We need doctors. We need people in other occupations. Uh, doctors were in here in Jesus' time. But one thing that those doctors were in were in a grand way of life. They may have had on their little homestead they were doing milk. It's dangerous to put all of our faith completely in what man's built. This is really, really dangerous. And that's why as faith goes away from this system, it's going to collapse. Because faith is not increasing in it. It's decreasing every day. And when there's no more faith, what happens to that? That God is annihilated. That's our lady's plans, to annihilate the gods in our life, all non belief. Frank, how do people get a hold of you? Okay, you can call us uh, toll-free at 877-936-7686. You can also email us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Or um, you can get general information off the uh, webpage, globalsilverinvestors.com. And again, the phone number is 877-936-7686. So, Frank, I figured you'd be halfway home by now. Yeah, we just uh, had some things we had to finish up today, and we, we can't wait to be on the road, and we're just real uh, real excited to see everybody. So, Come to Alabama. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Just rem- we'll see you soon. Okay. And for you listening, we will... Or we should ask ourselves, what motivates this woman to write this article for this nurse, this dairy magazine? And the contentment she felt and feels are those beautiful things in life. Our Lady's beauty and the definition of beauty. She can't be leading us to this life, this way of life, without us experiencing that beauty. We love you. We wish you, Our Lady, good afternoon. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.